What is going on, people? Today we are joined by an incredible, incredible human. His name is Colby Cooper. He is here at Joe's on Weed Street, and he's going to be rocking our faces off tonight. Colby, welcome to Windy City Joe's, man. Uh, thank you, man. I'm, I'm so happy to be here and get to, I guess, finally headline. It's our third time here. Uh, it's one of my favorite places in the whole world. This is your first time headlining here? Yeah, right? Yeah. Who'd you open for when you were here? <sighs> um... The first time we were here, uh, we opened for Co. Wetzel, uh, and the second time it was uh, it was us, Cody West, and Jason Boland. So it was, I mean, it's been two fun shows. But, yeah, uh, I'm excited to uh, get our own show. Right? Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. So 22 years old, you're headlining. Are you 22 or do you turn 23? In I'm the past? I'm 22. I turn 23 in May. Oh, okay. Next year. Oh so. my God! Oh, when's your birthday? Uh, May 31st. Ah, uh, okay. Well, what's yours? 15. Oh. I mean, I think my, I don't want to be wrong, but my mother-in-law's is definitely close to that. So, I mean, you know, possibly. <laughs> well, I, I, I was just curious. Possibly. Like, you're like almost exactly one year younger than me, which is really like crazy to see someone, you know, around my age headlining a place like this. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very, uh, it, it's, it's been a crazy uh, experience, but you know, we can I coast on here or no? Yeah, you can say whatever the hell you want, dude. So, <laughs> perfect. I always got to kind of gauge it. You know, you never know. Um, it, it's been crazy. I'm, I'm, we're extremely blessed, uh, but we've, we've worked our asses off for the past, you know, the past three years. Uh, <laughs> we've been doing this full time for three years and two months. Um, but yeah, no, we're definitely very lucky with, uh, how well everything's gone and, um, you know, I didn't think I'd be headlining a venue in Chicago at 22 years old. Uh, and I mean, have people actually want to come see me too. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I learned about you from a couple of my friends um, who they're going to be super jealous out of me being talking to you right now. Um, but a crazy thing I learned about you is so in country music, everyone's like, yeah, I'm just a small town country boy. No, you actually are like by definition like the smallest town country boy I've ever heard of. I am. There's like 120 people in Cayuga. Right? Yeah, uh, Cayuga is small, Cayuga. and I'm from Bradford. Okay. So I went to high school at Cayuga, um, little 2A, graduated like 45 people. Yeah. JT over here, uh, our tour manager, uh, we've gone to school together since fourth grade. Wow. Um, been best friends since then. Uh, and same thing with my wife. But uh, so Bradford is a town like 10 minutes away from Cayuga. Uh, there's a cafe and a feed store. And I think if you look it up on uh, Google, it literally says 34 people or 43 people, something around there. So it's a, uh, I'm, I'm from about as small of a town as you can get. That's because I went to, I went to a uh, high school. My graduation class was like 67. Okay. So I was like, like, small. Me, yeah, to my friends, I was like, it's the smallest high school like, I've heard of. But then yours is just. I mean, insane. around where we're from, there's there's high school there's high schools that graduate with like eight people. So like, yeah. I mean, we don't go to the big school, but we go to like a medium sized school. Like we have yeah. buddies that graduated with six people, so they were like, 
you know, top 10 in their class, but they were number five out of six. <laughs> you know. The graduation ceremony is like 15 minutes. <laughs> They're like, it's that. like four and a half minutes, one song. Yeah. They don't talk during it. Uh, it's pretty quick, painless. Well, and it's, that's like, so I, I always think it's crazy when he tells me like his like graduating class because like I went like there was eight hundred people in every class. Oh, it was like exact, going to a college. Exactly my reaction. Where, where'd you go? I was like uh, forty five minutes away from here, like in Indiana. Okay, right over the border. See, so. um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I went to Cayuga from kindergarten until I graduated. Uh, so I never got to experience a big school. Uh, even when I went to college, I went to a little. Uh, Sorry. No, went fine. to a little community college uh, and there was like 15 people in each class. Uh, I mean, I dropped out, but never experienced the big, you know, huge graduating class with a million people. And um, I liked, uh, I like knowing everybody. <laughs> See, exactly. So I was telling him, like, I don't want, whenever the road comes, I don't want my kids to go to a big high school. Yeah. Like, I want my kids to go to a small high school. And I know you have two children of yourself. And like you mentioned earlier, you met your wife in third grade and yeah. you got married in 19. Yeah. That's, we don't, that, that sounds right. I don't know. We got married. Uh, we've been married for three years. I don't remember the age we got married, but I know how long we've been married. So that's, I think what's it been like to pretty much have like your best friend there throughout your entire career and like moving upward so you can lean on her for the good times and the bad. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. It's been, uh, you know, every, everything I, I could need. Uh, just having, you know, my favorite person in the whole world be right there whenever I need her, uh, to celebrate good things or to talk about bad things or, you know, everything in between, um, I'm very thankful for. And, you know, I mean, I wish she could come with us all the time, but, uh, you know, it's just not an option. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Especially being this fucking far away. You know? Yeah. True. And this cold. <laughs> she doesn't like can't cold. put her through this misery. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the graduating class, like, that still is, I can't get over the fact that it's that small, because, I mean, I went to pretty much what people would look at as a college. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, big school, man. I mean, that's per big, class. Per I think class. that graduating class may be bigger than the college <laughs> I went to, too. I don't know for sure. It sounds right. Like, there were people that walked across the stage, and I was like, I thought that guy was a genius. <laughs> like 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 just thick beard like giant and like i'm like yeah he always looked like super professional like thought he was a janitor the whole time that, that's the years. crazy thing to me is, is at, a, at, a, at a small school it's so small that they can be like hey cut your fucking hair like yeah. hey dude shave your fucking beard you look dumb but i get this big at these big schools there's a dude walking around that look like me and as a freshman i'm like oh <laughs> like that's why you think they're a fucking janitor because they look like a grown-ass man at yeah. 12 right <laughs> But you could do that at Little Cayuga. No way. <laughs> That's true. Um, where did you meet Paul, your guitarist? Um, I met Paul. I guess, I guess the first time I met him was... Uh, shit, where was that at, JT? Rio Frio Fest. In, um, what town is it in? Sorry, I woke up about four and a half minutes ago. No, you're fine. Gonna, so in Concan, yeah. So we, we played the show with Shane Smith um, in Concan. Uh I think it was, it was, it was the day that everything happened with COVID. Like, uh, I mean, it was that, that same day we canceled like 43 shows and we're kind of like, okay, like, what is this? You know, it's serious, I yeah. guess. But also that not, um, like, I don't know what Paul, I think Paul and them were playing the other day after or something. 
so he was just up there. Uh, he was playing in a different band, and we just and we didn't talk very much. Just hung for a little bit, and uh, you know, we, we we knew that in the coming months we'd be looking for a guitar player, and um, Paul's great dude. Yeah. He, he's a, he's fun to hang out with. He's an incredible guitar player, and uh, he just fit right in. So uh, thankfully, everything worked out, and here so, we are. I I was uh, I was reading somewhere that you have uh you, you take a lot of the experiences from your bandmates because i mean obviously you seem pretty happily yeah married. yeah absolutely well that's why i brought up paul for excuses hey. and i was like hey man if you need any more like stories of guys that just have bad luck with women like we're right here yeah our recent <laughs> our recent relationships with women have been awful we can take you anytime you know uh i always need that shit that's why i tell everybody like yeah, I've been married since 19. Uh, I mean, I had a few relationships in high school, but, uh, you know, most high school relationships don't really uh, stack up to real relationships, yeah. I guess. Um, so I kind of feel like I've been in one relationship my whole life, like one real one. Uh, so I don't have much, uh, you know, heartbreak experience. But uh, Paul, there was this girl he was dating. She was super cool. Everybody liked her. Um I think everybody's cool now. Uh, but one day he came to bus call and he was all upset. And I'm like, dude, no fucking way. Like, how are you going to be upset getting up on a bus? Like, what's wrong, man? Yeah. He was like, man, you know, she just told me that she was too good for me and or that I was too good for her and said she was just going to break my heart anyways. And I was like, man, that shit sucks. Like, I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. Gave him a hug. It's going to be all right. Uh, we played two shows that weekend. Uh, Sunday, I flew in Nashville. Monday morning, I, I wrote with Brett Tyler and Jordan Walker, and we were pitching ideas around. Uh, and Brett was like, "Man, I got this title, uh, excuses." And I was like, "Fuck everything else we said. We got to write this song." I was like, "Even if it's just her for uh, our guitar player, he just went through this breakup, and it's literally just she gave him every excuse you can think of, and now she's dating a new guy." Uh, let's do it. And we wrote it <laughs> more, more just like. For me to send to Paul and be like, hey, buddy, feel better. I got your back. Yeah. And uh, we, we got the riding and we're like, damn, dude, this song is this song is the shit. <laughs> and uh, it's you know, it's been one of our favorites since then. So I, I helped our friend out and uh, we got a great song out of it. So it's a win win. Well, now are your bandmates like, are they always like, you know, worried that you're going to be in the room when they're venting or whatever? Because it's like, God damn it, Colby could write a hit off this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, I don't think they should be. I think that, that, you know, I'm just trying to make them feel better. Right. You know, just trying to make them feel better. Can you can you take us into like the writing room though and like the writing process? Because I don't like I'm sure everyone's like, oh, I think this would be a good idea for a song, but what's the difference from between like an idea of a song and actually putting it on paper and making it work? So um I was walking through the, the whole process. Like uh I mean, for me, uh I could be doing literally anything. And just have like a random phrase or, or, or something, hear, hear a random phrase or have something pop in my head and I'll write it down. And if I'm like, if I'm heavily inspired in the moment, I can, I can write the whole song and fucking have it done. But normally if I really like the idea, I'll uh, just write it down. I have a whole list of, of ideas in my phone. I'll write it down. I'll take it to Nashville and uh, normally I'll have a, a, a specific writer. But I'm like, we'll write the shit out of this idea. And I'll, I'll bring in the room and, uh, like, hey, got this idea. And, I mean, I've had times where I go, and I'm like, I got this idea. I think we'll kill it. And I'm like, 
da-da-da-da, and no one really reacts. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And then we'll write a different song, and then I'll, I'll pitch it to, to uh, somebody else. And I've, you know, I've written some of my favorite songs like that. Like, hey, here's a here's an idea, love. What do you think? Yeah. And, um, you know, so you just it, gotta have a have a little sheet of armor whenever they're like, fuck you. <laughs> Which one of your songs is like the one that means the most to you? One that means the most, <laughs> either um, a boy from Anderson County or um, the song off of our uh, our first full length called Curse October. Um, so Boyfriend Anderson County is about, uh, you know, me and my wife, and it's it's all just a true story, um, kind of about how we uh, started dating and, uh, you know, started a family and kind of where I am in life. And then uh, Curse October is about my dad passing away when I was 14, um, which is just, you know, a completely different uh, point that I was at in life. Uh, but that one, uh, when I wrote it, I was, um, I mean, I was probably 18 or 19. Um, and I'd been trying to write this song for, I mean, four years at the time. Uh, and one night I, I was in my, uh, my music room at the house and I just started writing and I wrote it all. And then I went and I showed my wife and, you know, we cried and we hugged and I was like, damn dude, like, and I, I feel like this weight was just like lifted off my, my shoulders and my chest. Like, damn dude, like I needed that really bad. Um, like I felt like I hadn't really kind of dealt with it. Uh, until that point uh and it you know then there was the whole process of releasing like i didn't i, I didn't want to release it just because it was such a a idea like a specific special song and meant so much to me like i was like dude like i don't know if i want people to like see this side like i don't know if, it, if i just need to keep it for myself and maybe my manager and everybody convinced me to release it and uh and that that's been one that I, i've gotten thousands of dms just from people talking about their story and how they relate to it and how much it's helped them. And, and uh, that, that's, you know, the best part about music is, is, is helping people that, you know, you didn't think you were going to be able to help uh, and, and really hearing the story of how you helped them. Yeah. But yeah, those, those are the two. Sorry to get all deep. With y'all. No, 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 that was no. the two. Uh, well, I agree two. completely with that. Cause I think some of my favorite songs that I've ever heard are the ones that I can sit and listen and be like, you know, that really resonates with whether something that had happened or, is currently happening in yeah. my life so that makes complete sense yeah absolutely and that's you know that's the whole goal of music is to touch somebody without having to actually be there you know and yeah. uh the, the, those two songs definitely do that do yeah. you like what do you want to bring to your fans like with your music because obviously like with that you want to bring that emotional connection but what about some other songs or other types of songs like what's your goal as an artist oh i want um so when when people hear my music, I want them to feel like they're getting to know a big piece of me um, and a, a piece of my friends because it, it is it's all it's all either my life experiences or my friends' life experiences. Like I, I feel like a lot of people when they meet me, they um, they kind of already know who I am, and that that's been my my goal this whole time because I I don't want to be fake and I don't want people to uh, to get this fake image of me. And I think I've I've done a pretty good job about uh, being real. On, on social media and through songs and all that stuff. So I, I just kind of want to want to give people the real me. Not that you need to drop any names, but have you met those artists that were kind of fake and you're like, what the fuck? <sighs> I've there haven't been many I've met, but there've been a couple I've met, and, and it wasn't like that's weird. It was just like you can just you just you, you can kind of see through it, you know, yeah. like uh, which is fine. Like 
there's been plenty of people build a career off of it and make a ton of money. You know? So it is what it is, but uh, it just seems oh, exhausting to, to not be yourself. Right. But um, Speaking of being yourself, Cannonball. I'm yep. a big fan of that song because it's just about pretty much going for whatever the hell it is. Yeah. What inspired you to write that song and be like, when was your cannonball moment? Yeah, I love this story. So, um, cannonball, uh, I wrote, uh, Ben Burgess, who's a great writer. Um, I woke up one morning, I was staying at this Airbnb in Nashville. Uh, I was alone, just kind of chilling. And it, I woke up maybe 10 minutes before the ride. So I was having a rush, but I was in the bathroom pissing. And I remember I was like leaning up against the wall, like, I mean, about to fall back asleep. And um, just the word cannonball just popped in my head. I was like, fuck. Okay. So I wrote it down in my notes. And then I got to the right and I really thought about it. I was like, damn, like, <clears throat> what did that mean? And um, I was talking to Ben. He was like, man. And we, we, we kind of figured out, you know, what, what, what the, the whole premise was about. And uh, yeah, so. For me, my, my cannonball moment, cannonball is, is about chasing your dreams, right? About um, about doing it right now and, and not waiting, uh, no matter what it is, uh, whether you want to be a fucking NASCAR driver or whether you want to be a fucking musician or you want to be a janitor, doesn't matter what you want to do. If it's what you want to do, it's what you, what you should at least try to do, right? Because um, my whole idea was I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to end up <laughs> like 65 thinking about how cool it would have been to uh, be a musician um, or at least to try. Um, so when I was, I guess I was probably 19 or I was 18. Um, I'd been out, been out of high school for a year. Uh, I was finishing my last year of basics before I started nursing school. Uh, we had already released or we just released every single kiss. And then we, or, and then we released uh, volume one, the EP and they're both doing really well. So like, this is cool. Like, which drove me even further away from wanting to uh, finish college. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom saw that and my wife knew that. And I mean, my wife asked me so many times, she's like, why are you going to college? Like, I, you don't want to do it. Like I can fucking, I can see that you don't, <laughs> you don't want to go to college. And if you're going to nursing school, you got to be all in or you're not going to do good. I was like, yeah, I know. But uh, my mom really wants me to go to college. She really wants me to finish. I'm going to do that. And she was like, ah, like, I don't think you should. Whatever. Um, then one day I went over to my mom's house and she set me down. And she was like, hey, uh, obviously you don't want to finish school. <clears throat> I think it would be a good idea for you to take a year off college and pursue music. And at the end of that year, if there's something that you feel like is worth there or, or that you feel like it's worth chasing, um, then you don't got to go back to college. And that was, I guess, three and a half years ago. So what? having gone back to college yet, fingers crossed. <laughs> what? <laughs> what an awesome ass move though by your mom. Yeah. Oh no. She's, she's the shit. I mean, my whole family's been really supportive. So it's made it really easy. I, I love that story. And I love the song because we like Jackson and I didn't really take the normal, the norm route, yeah. the normal routes of high school and then right to college or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, when I heard that story about your mom, I was just like, damn, like, that's so cool. It reminded me of my dad because my dad was like, you don't need to force yourself to go to school because it took him 10 years to get his degree. Yeah. Because he just kept going back and out. Like, mm -hmm. His mom was, you need to go to school. And his dad was just like, eh, no, not really. You do whatever you want. Yeah. And I think, like, showing people 
the cannonball route is doable. Yeah. And it's just a badass, like, motive to get out there. I mean, you've only got so many years um, to live. And the last thing I want to do is waste my fucking young ones in college. Uh, Waste. Like, everybody's life is different. Everybody's life path is different. College is an incredible thing for a lot of people. Um, You can make a lot of money doing things in college, but you can make a lot of money not going to college. And you can, you know, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to make a lot of money to be happy either. Uh, So it's just kind of every, you know, every person's different. You just got to do what makes you happy in the end because it's, you know, life's way too short not to be happy. Right. Right. You know. That's all. No, amen to that. Um, and speaking of Every Single Kiss, that's one of my favorite songs by you. And when I found out that you released it in 2017, and at the time you were 17 yourself. So I was 18. 18? I, 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 yeah, 18. I, it was kind of like the same uh, where I am now. I'm 22. I, uh, so I was 17 earlier in the year, but then we released it after I turned 18. But, you know, that, I was 18 for like I mean, four it, months. It just <laughs> blew my mind because at 18, I was not doing anything productive whatsoever. Well, so we wrote we wrote every single kiss. Me and JT and this, uh, this kid named uh, Tyler Stokes. Uh, I was 15. JT was 16. Uh, I think Tyler was like 18 or 19. But uh, so I had to be I had to be driven to this co-write. Uh, JT came and picked me up and we drove about an hour out to Tyler's house. <laughs> and... Uh, we we wrote this song. We're like, fuck yeah, dude, we got a badass song. I think we were uh, we were sophomores at the time, so we we're like, what do we do with this? I guess just just start playing it live. And we were playing it all around, uh, you know, where we were playing in East Texas, and it kind of built like a little a little following through high school, which is weird. But um, it's so we built a following just on that song. Uh, and there were a lot of people that wanted us to release it, so we're like, obviously, it's gonna be our first single, right? Well, um, graduate high school in 2017, uh, like right when I graduated, I turned 18 and we got in the studio in like September. Like it was, I, I mean, I used my graduation money and I was like, here, like I'm going to go make a, a badass EP. And I mean, I actually spent way more money than I made for graduation. <laughs> so it was like, I was in the hole a lot, uh, yeah. but I, it was, it was like, we, so <laughs> somebody said, Hey man, you can go to our house and I'll record a 12 song album for 500 bucks. And I was like, that sounds too good to be true. Right. Well, um, then we met our producer who we still use today. And it was like, you know, way more money for five songs. Uh, and I was like, okay, like that, you know, that's an unfortunate price, but it also feels like I'm probably going to get a better product in the end. And, you know, we did. And I'm very thankful that we decided to spend the money. Um, but yeah, every single kiss when it came out, there was a bunch of people in uh, East Texas that like just a lot of our friends and all our friends, friends and friends, friends, friends like that wanted to hear it. So we put it out and it started doing better and better and better. And then Spotify threw it on uh, Texas, uh, Texas music now. And it just kept. And, um, I guess that was kind of been just since then. That's, That's awesome. That is super cool. Yeah. yeah. What about Good For You? What's the backstory behind Good For You? Good for you. That is a song that I wrote with uh, Jameson Rogers and uh, Brent Anderson, and it's just they were telling me a story about one of their uh, their buddy. This was a, wasn't even one of my friends. This was one of their buddies that um, had this girl that he was dating for like five years, and they were so in love, and he was about to buy her a ring, yada yada yada. And uh, she she wound up 
just breaking everything off and moving like three states away, like deuces, bitch, I'm out of here. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> that was that was kind of the story behind that. That's I mean, that's one of my favorite songs <laughs> from the new EP. And the story is incredible. All right, well, we talked about your two favorite songs. Can I? Sorry. What about One Night Stand? One Night Stand. So that's one of the um, you know mo- most of the songs I cut, I write. But that's one of the um, that's one. I guess one of the few that I didn't. Um, and this is a great start too. Uh, <laughs> so I was in in 2019. I was in Nashville for two weeks. Uh, there was like a big snowstorm, uh, and I was there alone. And I don't like being alone, like you know, especially for two weeks. I've never been alone for two weeks in my life. Um, <laughs> so by the end of the first week, it, it was Friday, and I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Like I've you know, I've sat at home every night and played Call of Duty pretty much all that I want to. <laughs> like, what else is there to do? And that that Friday, I was writing with uh, with Jordan Walker. And uh, Jacob Davis and, uh, you know, Jordan was like, what are you doing or not? I was like, man, I'm probably going to go home and fucking order some food and play Call of Duty. What about you? <laughs> he was like, well, I'm playing this Riders round uh, down the road. Uh, you should come out and hang. I was like, bet. Like, Can I get in? He was like, I'll get you in. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, 21 and up, I was 20. So I couldn't get in, but he snuck me in the back door. Uh, went and got a seat, and I watched the whole show, and they were, I mean, it was great. It was fun. Uh and then his second to last song, he was like, I wrote this song a couple of years ago, uh, knowing that no one's ever going to fucking cut it. And I was like, all right, let's hear it. And he played it and it was one night stand and I was fucking laughing the whole time. I was like, yeah. man, like, this is my shit. Like, any, any, anytime I hear a song and I'm like, damn, I got like, that's something that I would write. Like, then I'm immediately fucking in. Like, I'll, I'll cut that bitch. Uh, and that's kind of what it was after the show. I was like, hey, man, like, is anybody going to cut that song? He's like, no, you want to cut it? I was like, well, fuck yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, I love that song. I think, I think it'd be fucking great for us. And it's one of, it's a crowd favorite every night. And it's one of my favorites to play uh, still. And it's, uh, you know, yeah, but it's, it's one I didn't even write. Uh, and it's still one of my favorites. So, Well, I mean, it's a banger and like it makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of like the whole, uh, I don't know, it's just funny. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, you were saying since the, you know, just it's been climbing on uh, Spotify and this is your first time here headlining. Uh, like what is what's your goal once you start selling arenas out and like doing like that? Like, like what's the what's your what's your dream? You know, my dream, the big the biggest dream I have is 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 headlining Yankee Stadium. That would be Ooh. that would be the fuck. I mean, I'm a yeah. I'm a diehard Yankees fan, man. Uh, I, I've been one since since fourth grade, uh, so that's kind of like the mountaintop. And you know, I'm gonna work my ass off until I get there. And if I never do, then you know, at least I tried. You didn't want to pick the Rangers, or uh, I mean, I, I definitely root for the Rangers over the Astros. I fucking hate the Astros. Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. JT's big Astros fan. Oh god, big Astros fan. You can get out of here now. You're good. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. You're good. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh yeah no uh god so like right now the the uh the the, the whole al i just my two least favorite teams in the world are the two teams fighting to go to the world series so i just i hope that neither of them make it and somehow it's just a braves dodgers world series and, yeah you know see i can't hope for dodgers. a rule change dodges. uh i want the braves to win i, I live next door to one of the, to uh one of their pitchers so it'd be way fucking cooler to have them be happy and <laughs> wearing wearing a big ass ring around when we go play golf um so go braves <laughs> yeah 
Y'all, y'all Chicago Cubs fans or what? I Fuck no. He hates White it. Sox? I'm a Cardinals fan. There you what? go. I, I mean, that's just that's just one of those like vanilla teams in the middle of nowhere, you know. <laughs> it's uh, not middle of nowhere. No, I, I like I like the Cardinals, dude. They're they're cool. You're, you're a Cubs fan though. Yeah, man, I want to go to a Cubs game so bad. You just hit us up. We'll go to a Cubs game. Well, when Next they're actually summer. playing. I was about to say you would go right now. You think <laughs> yeah, I think we get a out. really good price. Yeah, we could probably get the entire team out. Like I'm you're in. not doing anything. I'm in. Uh, no, dude. Every time we've been in town. Uh, <laughs> Our sound check, since we're having the headline, our sound checks ran way too late and we fucking missed the game because we have to go on in like 30 minutes. It's like, well, shit, dude, like the game, we can't even make it there and back in time. Yeah. But hey, next time, hopefully it's baseball season. Definitely going to go watch it. How, how far is the White Sox Stadium? Uh, you don't, I don't think when I head over that way, it's, it's uh, fine. <laughs> is it rough over there? No, anything south of the stadium is rough. So you're saying, yeah. do not go south of the White but Sox I mean, Stadium. I, I, like, there's an entirely different atmosphere yeah. from White Sox Stadium and Cubs. Because like, Cubs has this entire Wrigleyville around it where you can bar hop, you can do. Oh, shit. Oh, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say it's more full of like preppy, like oh, weirdo dudes. Well. And then White Sox is like, I'll punch you in your mouth if you look at me. But like White Sox Stadium. That sounds like my kind of crowd. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> White Sox Stadium also doesn't uh, have that many bars around it, like maybe one or two. And then they kind of, they got rid of the tailgating in the parking lot. So you can't really, there's no atmosphere around the park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you were talking That's about true. atmosphere in the park. Right. I was talking about just like, like there's this vibrant energy around Cubs, yeah. uh, which is crazy because you know it's always packed and they've lost for 108 years straight. So like, it's, they're trash. It's crazy to like that they still pull the fans. I always say, hey, how about Rizzo coming over the Yankees, man? I uh, know I, he'll I know. probably stay Yankee for the rest of his career. I fucking hope not, dude. No, <laughs> they spend way too much money. I don't need him to go, back. especially to lose. God, dude, I don't. I don't want to talk about baseball. Dude, Joey Gallo <laughs> hasn't done shit for the Yankees, so that's for sure. All right, what about football? Who's your football team? Football? Uh, Cowboys. Who's so Yankees and Cowboys. Uh, yeah. So, Yankees. I became a Yankees fan. Um, none of my family ever watched sports. So, I was kind of just like left to decide from every team. And I, I turned baseball on. And it was it was Yankees, Red Sox, uh, you know, classic rivalry. Uh, and the Yankees won. Um, and I definitely wasn't going to cheer for the loser. So it's just kind of meant to be, you know, if, if the Red Sox had won, I'd probably be a Red Sox fan. But here we are, Yankees fan. And then, then uh, I actually, the, the first team I ever cheered for in football was the Steelers because it was around the same time the Steelers were in the World, or the Super Bowl against the Cardinals. Um, I was like, well, shit, this is the team. Um, but then I kind of grew up and became a, a Cowboys fan. But I, And I love Drew Brees, too. He was always my favorite player. But Cowboys, uh, I don't really, I just love watching football in general. Like, I'll, I'll cheer for the Cowboys when they're on. Cowboys are looking good this year. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of <laughs> me and my brother were talking about this the other day. Like I'm one of those Cowboys fans that wants to refuse that they're good until they make it to the Super Bowl. Because gotcha. like I don't want to be the guy that people are like, "Are oh, you fucking idiot?" Like, they're <laughs> terrible, obviously. So I'm gonna say they're bad until they make it to the Super Bowl. They, I may not even say they're good if they win. Like, I, I don't know if they're <laughs> good. Feel like they're fine, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's kind of how it is. Like I don't really know if they're good or not. Like I think they're good. Maybe not. I don't know. No one's ever said. No one said the Bears are good since '85. So, it's, <laughs> are you a Bears fan? Yeah, good. that's tough, man. That's that's real tough. Well, I mean, they're not utilizing fields correctly, and that's a point for another yes, day. But it sucks. <laughs> um, I haven't. I mean, I haven't watched really many Bears games, but uh, I did see the like 98 yard passing passing game. Uh, because oh, yeah. I had Allen Robinson and he scored me two points. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? 
what just happened? Like, I was excited to pick up Allen Robinson. Now he's gone. Um, now he's in the, on the bench riding hard um, until until he got things figured out. Man. What's your fantasy football team name? Wish I was smoking, AJ. Oh, that brings me up to last question. So, good for you, music video. You and your boys are very obviously fans of the cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you ever use it, like, creatively to write music or yeah listen to music totally like, oh yeah totally i mean you get a completely different um mindset on everything uh at least i do and i i love it i mean i love the it really gets your wheels turning i think it's kind of the same for all of us for whatever we do um it helps us think a little better you know be more explore you just wait until they legalize it in texas <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know when that's happening, dude. I don't know. <laughs> right. It doesn't look good. But hey, you know, it'll happen one day. I'm sure it will. I'm Maybe. Sure it will. Who fucking knows, dude? Right. If not, I'm moving to, to Denver or, oh. or here. Way too expensive here. Uh, it is very expensive it is here. Stupid I live- expensive here. And all the dispensaries make it feel like you're getting processed. <laughs> <laughs> For, I guess. I don't know. I've never. No, it does. It does. They like walk you through this white room like you can't see anything and like, through and like just huge steel doors and there's just this giant <laughs> dudes that are like you now go through this door and you're like all right yeah sure and yes, you sir. get through yes, there and then they're like i'm like oh can i see options and you're like no just tell us and you're like uh and then you're like guessing and they're like we don't have that and it's like just like yeah, i'm so scared i don't even want to buy this anymore i just want to go home Dude, that's the, the dispensaries in Colorado compared to here, yeah, it's whole new ball game. Yeah, like literally anything like West is gonna be like they just have a better system about it, but it's been available for longer. I yeah, think. for sure. True, true. All right, Colby, we appreciate you coming on, dude. dude yeah. Thank y'all so much. It's been fun. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that I kind of got woken up and brought to life. No, you're fine. You're <laughs> fine. We're looking really forward enjoyed to it. Yeah, we're yeah, looking forward to you. tonight. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be lit. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. What's up, y'all? My name is Colby Cooper, and this is Last Call. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Last Call. We're going to be talking about uh, Colby Cooper today with our regular boys. Let's get into it. You you had a good one. Yeah, Me? Was a good one. yeah yours was a... Mine was like... Uh, I've been opening beers since I could walk. Says the youngest one here. All right. Um, so this uh, episode, we're going to be talking about our boy, Colby Cooper. Peep the hat. There you go. Thanks. That's the hat. All right. So as always, I'm going to be asking you boys some uh, minor trivia about our guest to see who is the better host. Minor? I hardly know her. All righty. What did you just say? I don't know. He just screamed. <laughs> All right. All right. So, first question: um, Where is Colby from? East Texas. Fuck. Good job. Um, oh, is that the what answer? No. I mean, no. that is. But Do you what's want the, um, like he, he went to high school in Cayuga, but that's not where he's from. No, nope. I don't oh, remember exactly. Oh man, remember. I'm impressed right now. That was pretty good. Uh, I had to look up how to say Cayuga. So, um, I, I really. Can't, I'm not going to remember the town. Are you guys giving up? Yeah. yeah. I'm not All right. That. that is Bradford, Texas. Bradford. Boys. Come on, that's not even that hard. I can't Bradford's the name of someone you just punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bradford. His dad owns a law firm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you Bradford. Slick, like a slick back brown hair, and you're just like, he, he uh, he's he's on the boat every Sunday. 
Yeah. Fucking Bradford. He's got a little sweater tied around his neck. <laughs> um, he wears scarves. <laughs> not there, what not age there. did Colby get married? 19. Perfect. All right. Let's rip into the good stuff here. Um, since Colby was married at 19, I find that impressive. I was married at 20 and thought that was early. So we are going to scratch the surface on you two boys and your relationships. <laughs> oh, great. This will be fun. Uh, you fucked up making me host. Um, That's true. So give me, uh, you know, one to three things about yourself that you think makes you a great partner. Oh, shit. You can go first. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, first things, it's not calculated. Give the people what they want. Let me think. Uh, makes me a great partner. Um, it's not hard. It could be that you make good breakfast. I don't make good breakfast. All right, well, then see. That's not, don't, don't mention that. <laughs> uh, I, I care and you I care? listen. Karen, listening, those are pretty good. Didn't you say three? I said one to three. One to three. Uh, well, I had a third one. Um, I'm funny. I have a sense of humor, a great sense of humor. Okay. And I can laugh at myself. I would hang is... out with you. Maybe we wouldn't get married, but, you know, that's a good start. I would date uh, you. You sound like most of the girls I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about you, Sonny? Uh, I'm clean. All right. Um, I would like to think I keep myself in shape. Perfect. I don't do that. And... I have a pretty good heart. Okay. Perfect. Like, what do you mean medically? <laughs> Both. Okay. So physically and, like, spiritually, good heart? All three. Because he said medically, you said spiritually, and <laughs> physically. <laughs> and my brain medically would probably go in the same category. Well, either way, you get what we're saying. I have a good heart. He's a healthy guy. You should procreate with him. Oh. Jackson, yes. are you uh, offering up? Your buddy over here what do I to do? procreate with this guy? Are you kidding me? I would. You, you would have to. Me. You would have to pay me lots of money. I'm surprised you know how to use that word. Procreate? Oh man. Well, we won't discuss We're that. Not that's a different that. topic. Uh, so that's three things that would make you a great three partner. Three things. Three things. Three things. What Sorry. is something that makes you a bad partner that you might need to work on to get that marriage you're looking for? You know. Mm. Fire away. You can go first. No, I went first last time. You should go first. Yeah, Wait, how, did you just say one thing? I, same thing. One to three. Whatever you want at um, this point. Whatever you want to answer. <laughs> okay. I'm stubborn. Mm -hmm. But I know it. Uh, I'm really hard on myself. Okay. I know that too. And I would hope so. You're telling us. I... Like, there's going to be times where she's going to be like, will you cook me dinner? And I'm just like, baby, it's Jack's Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's all right. All right. Uh, I mean, I'll cook, but. It might be a Jack's Pizza? Yeah. All right, that's fine. You know, maybe yeah. you might want to work on that. <laughs> uh, I, too, am stubborn. I... That's kind of cheap stealing. Sunnies. Yeah, what the hell, dude? But that's fine. You call yourself a creative. Oh, well, I'm a Taurus. If you look it up, I'm Who astrologically stubborn. Perfect. Uh, I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> oh boy, that's not that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also uh... God. What is 
Um, yeah, I I drink probably more than I should, and I'm I'm not uh yeah I don't know what the third one would be. That's okay. Two's good enough. Work on. Do you want me to come up with your third? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell tell me my third one. (laughs) Why you're not a good partner? Yeah. Um, this is gonna get too real too quick. Well, I mean, if like if you're coming over to her place, like you're just gonna leave shit everywhere. Okay, that's different. (laughs) I'm actually looking at this room, and my shit is everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, that. Okay, that's that's uh, that's. All right, perfect. Now that we have broken you down to nothing, uh, (laughs) we talked with uh. Colby about his cannonball moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His cannonball moment being the moment where you decided to chase your dreams and everyone just watched it, so that's fine. But I want to know your cannonball moment. Give me your cannonball moment in life that you have experienced so far. I would say my cannonball moment was starting at Second City. Why? Uh, because that was when I, you know, they really reinforced the fact that you don't, you give a fuck about what other people think, you and you just you then. just do it. Just do it. You just do it. Yeah. Just Nike it. Nike. Yeah, you yeah. just Nike that shit. And so your cannonball moment was jumping into Second City classes. Was jumping into Second City classes and then doing our like shows. Okay. I feel like you don't know your cannonball moment until, like, I mean, I guess you do. I don't know. I feel like the cannonball, I, th- I think you can have a couple of different cannonball moments. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, like, I mean, like, that's why I was trying to decide, like, decide between in my head. Because. Was because we started at Second City together, and like yeah. that was starting down our live performance route. But once we moved into the podcasting route. Shout out COVID. Yeah, that like forced, Fun that really <laughs> fucking our forced together. our hand. Yeah, what's up, Tyler? Um, uh, that's when we met. Um, but actually, we met actually while well, we were at Second City. True. But, so I mean, it all kind of goes together. I, so yeah, I would we, say like what started the ball rolling was Second City, where we met. Because if I hadn't met you, I probably would have never done a podcast. You're welcome. Okay, well, I thought, I, I, thought well, I was being nice and sentimental, and you were like, full of fucking duh. Um, well, yeah, I don't... Mm, I mean, when I came home from Korea, right then and there, like, when I saw Second City Live, I was like, I want to do that. And I had a year and a half left in my contract, so it's not like I could just pack my bags and move to Chicago. So when I decided I wasn't re-enlisting, I would consider that a cannonball moment. And then I would Absolutely. also, yeah, I would also consider a cannonball moment. I don't know, like. There's, there's a couple of things I look at as leaps, but like looking back, I was like, uh, not really. But I think, really, yeah, I just think, I would say my cannonball moment is not re-enlisting and pretty much. Choosing yourself. Yeah, choosing myself and, like, putting the pressure on myself to make whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, I didn't, like, if you would have asked me if I was reading this thing or, like, what I was going to do, 
I, I, I don't know. I mean, I still don't know. Yeah. We're just, well, doing we, we're just recording stuff in our basement. Here <laughs> yeah. oh. we fucking are. <laughs> awesome. Great answers. Um, so, like I've said before, uh, segues don't matter. So we're jumping over to what Colby spent his graduation money on. And he spent his graduation money from high school making an EP. And I want to know what you guys spent your graduation money on. You can go first. Uh, well, I took a semester break, so I think I spent my... Wait, nice... like college or high school? High school. Like between high school and college, mm. I took like a semester off to myself and I spent a decent chunk of my money on classes at the late great IO RIP yeah um and then for people that don't know IO was like a super cool improv. it was so before it was IO it was formerly improv olympic uh, and then after that i used some of my money to do second city classes and then also well but that was after i did a little bit of college so a little of it went towards actual college but then I decided, I was like, you know, fuck that shit. I'm going to be famous. So. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, What'd you do with yours, buddy? To be honest, I learned savings at a pretty young age. So I probably just pocketed it and then threw it into money that we're using right now. Absolutely. That's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> God bless you for finishing high school. <laughs> so we could do this. Um, do you guys regret what you spent your money on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, look at these mics. <laughs> look how fresh this shit looks. These aren't even the good stands. <laughs> yeah, Not these yet. aren't even our best stands. <laughs> these are our home stands. <laughs> oh, man. So I would say no. Okay. Like, you know how you wear sweatpants at home, and then you wear your good pants out? Sweatshirt. That's how we use mic stands. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of regret, drugs, am I right? No, um... Our last com or the last bit of our conversation with Colby, we were talking about um, his enjoyment of cannabis, and if anyone knows us, they might know that we might do the same thing. Um, and we were talking about creative uses, um, and Colby gave us an example of how he might use it and how he feels with cannabis. So I wanted to know if you guys could break down the feeling of uh, cannabis for a creative mindset for people that may not know. Okay, so this is um, this that's actually a really good question. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because I think cannabis in psychedelics, aka just mushrooms, I can like you can almost call them a tool. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like almost like a paintbrush. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep talking because yeah, I don't know what the fuck you mean by a, paint, a paintbrush. Yeah, Anyways, be a tool that an artist. Okay, so I don't think that was I understand. Crazy. There's there's people out there that's like weed is weed. Like it doesn't matter what they smoke. That's how my brother is. Like weed is weed. Like it does not matter what he hits. He's gonna feel the same thing. But once you start, I guess, experiencing or experimenting with different forms of cannabis, you figure out which ones affect you the best. And by the best, I mean how you're trying to use them. So if you can't sleep worth a shit and 
you're trying to, I mean, I guess just get a better night's rest, then you're going to get some form of cannabis that I don't want to say specializes in sleeping, but is known for helping people sleep. Yeah, get the Leafly app. That'll teach you. And so when it comes to the creative sides of worlds, or creative side of world, you want to find a strain that will... It's I, I literally almost look at it like a performance-enhancing drug because it does take your brain to different areas. But you mean like in a creative aspect? It's yes. like a performance-enhancing Correct, drug. yes. But like, like not physically, like you wouldn't go like... It's not physically. Whoever like, says no. that it's, cannabis is a performance-enhancing I mean, physically. A and mental, Michael Phelps should get his medals back. I mean oh, yeah. a mental enhancement, but I can also see how it's a mental dehancement. Is that a word? We'll get to that. Just keep on your... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can see how it can enhance someone creatively because it's done it for me. There's been a ton of things where I was like, holy shit, I don't know. It's not that I don't think I would have thought of that subject or creative idea, but I don't think I would have gone through with it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would agree with you up until that last part is like I would have gone through with it. I feel like I'm just as creative, but I feel like my thing is, like, I will run out of steam if I don't because, like, my the way my brain works, and there are other people like me out there, I know that, um, but they're, like, I'll just go, 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 and I'll work at something until I literally am like, why am I, like, like, I feel like the room's spinning, I'm nauseous, <clears throat> I can't, like... And then I realized, I'm like, I haven't eaten or drank water at all today. But, like, weed helps me <laughs> to drink water and eat, like, regularly. Yeah, that's crazy because I just drink water. <laughs> like, I, I forget to drink water all the time. Like, like today, like, I haven't smoked weed at all. And I'm here. I haven't, I, like, had a sip of water probably the last sip of water I had was probably at noon. And here I am drinking beer and having a good time. But, like, at the same time, I feel like. When I smoke weed, I'm like, I want water and I want some food. But I think, I mean, obviously it's coming out of that stereotype of like, you smoke weed, you do nothing. Like, I actually think if, like, I, I mean, really do think it, like, I feel like it does expand your mind on like, like I'll go down rabbit holes. Like, you know how like you can like, you yeah. start searching something on like Google and then you end up like you're like, how am I looking at power drills on Home Depot's website? And you're like, I mean, <laughs> and you don't know like it's a random example, obviously, and it's never happened to me personally. But at the same time, you're like, wow, I could use this power drill for so many things. And you're like, what the fuck am I doing? And then you realize you're like, oh, I smoked weed, and you explored every angle of that like creative idea that you had. Right. No. No. That's true. And like as someone that can't get out of his own head mm -hmm. it helps me a get out of my head and then experiment with like oh this could work or this could work or this could work mm -hmm. and then getting the confidence and doing it yeah but I, right. I mean there's pros and cons to it so yeah, yeah well exactly it, and it, it depends on like the it strain. depends on every individual like it's different for everybody like the the individual and the strain is two different like Things that need to right. merge together. They yeah. need to be able to work cohesively. Well, in the spirit of transparency, I know that we could go on for days of, you know, positives of creative cannabis and stuff like that. But uh, what would be something in your experience that could be a negative? Uh, munchies. 
Yeah. I get the munchies so hard. Um, For, like, it depends, again, on the strain. But, like, the one I have currently, dude, I fucking eat like a... Like, there's nothing's inside me. <laughs> a negative? Um, I would definitely say if I have too much, I'm lazy. Yeah. No doubt about it. Absolutely. Like, it's got to be, like, a fine line. Like, I, I honestly enjoy a one-hitter more than anything these days because you can really be like, okay, two, three hits off of a one-hitter. I'm golden. I can, like, I'm, like, out of my head enough to be, like, able to do it, like what you were saying, and then also look at things from different angles and be like, oh, is this, like, does this joke work for this kind of audience? Does this right. joke work for this kind of audience? Mm-hmm. And things like that. Whereas, like, in my head, I'd just be like, that's funny. I think that's funny. And, like, without weed, I'd be like, that's, I think that's funny, and I would tell that joke to everybody. Yeah. But, no, like... I, I would definitely say lazy and just, like, I can eat everything in this room. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, those are definitely okay. the negatives. But that's, like, text. But you can find that shit on Google. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, that was all I had. So do you guys have any uh, last words about our boy, Colby Cooper? Uh, he was a great guest. I enjoyed talking to him uh, for as long as we got to sit down with him. Uh, what was his favorite beer? Or we didn't even talk to him about that one. Correct. Because we were just talking to him about his creative process and like music mm-hmm. and life. So, yeah, he was really cool to talk to. Great concert. He, I enjoyed it. He, um, like, there's very, I don't want to say few artists, but it's, I would say it's more rare that you find an artist that sounds the same or better, they sound better live yeah. than, like, mm-hmm. on Spotify or Spotify, whatever, wherever you listen to music. He sounded awesome. Um, I did not expect him to, like, do covers of Mr. Brightside. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That, like, he knows how to put on a performance. Um, dude's a beast. He's a super nice guy. His team was super cool. Uh, JT's manager was awesome. And one thing that really made me laugh is I was up at the front bar working and I saw Colby walk in through the front door. And Colby's, what is six three, six, six four. four? Yeah. He, and he's got long hair. Mm-hmm. Like, you know who he is. If you're, if you're at a Colby Cooper concert, you know what he looks like. Yeah. He, like, walked in the door and just put his head down and, like, kept walking so people wouldn't notice him because he put his head down. And, like, I was looking around. I was like, how are people not, like, screaming and hooting and hollering right now? And sure enough, this son of a bitch just walks by. And I was like, how did no one see (laughs) this 6'4 man walk through the entire front room bar with his head down and his long hair just covering it? And I, like at first, I was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Like everyone knows who you are. And then he got through it, and I was like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> no one found out. Colby Cooper, ninja. Yeah. So Colby's the man. We we appreciate him sitting down with us. But to be fair, I don't really remember leaving the concert. Of course you don't. <laughs> All righty. Well, that has been last call. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>